um, you, have you, like, this is going to kind of sound weird, maybe a little bit too, too uh, in my feelings, but have you ever noticed, like, very little, unless you sit down with a dedicated topic as a group of guys, have you ever noticed that 90% of it is literally shit talking and razzing and almost like useless air and useless energy being released out of your body in, in a setting to where you could actually be getting some dialogue or something that could mean something done. It's like nonstop shit talking to where you're just like, we got nothing out of that except a couple laughs. You know what I mean? I know guys rib each other and I know that guys talk smack, but have you ever noticed how much it goes on? Oh, it's nonstop. But, and there's barely any substance in it. It's a weird deal. It's almost like I noticed it in the duck blind a lot the last couple months that it's almost like you have a chance to be having a meaningling, a meaningful conversation. And I know that it, everything doesn't have to be serious in life. And there's times for that. Right. But God, it's like you, there's so much shit talking. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. That's what we're good at. But aren't we good at the other thing too? Not really. We're not. I mean, are you, are you talking, you want to talk business or you want to talk like, cause men in general are very low emotion, right? So like girls get together and they talk about, like you said, they talk about their feelings and what upset them last week. You know, I, I'm not going to, I mean, unless the only time I'm going to talk about something upsetting me, it's going to be like really upsetting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're going to be talking about someone's, someone's dying or something. Well, I didn't say anything about upsetting. Well, I, or emotional or i mean well just anything in life like you could be like okay well what are your kids up to okay let's just take that as an example you haven't seen somebody in a while how's everything going how's business how's how's life yeah but that's short right no not 100 percent of the time i mean we've at the table today for example we talked about v catching up on the kids there wasn't any like smart aleck remarks. My point is, is that I'm the big, I'm as, I'm as, I shit talk as much as anybody. Mm -hmm. But when I sit there and break it down, I'm wondering like, what do you really get out of it? What really comes out of making fun of somebody for 20 minutes, talking shit about everything inside about, you know, just, <laughs> you just, it seems like we're always ribbing and razzing people. Yeah. That's not emotional. Maybe it's that's just, maybe that's it's, a true, that's a, a legitimate question that guys get together and it turns into a shit talking contest that you get nothing out of. Do they, or is it just us? I'd imagine that. I mean, I've been around a lot of people lately. I, dude. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I don't know how I become the subject of all of them or like the target, but in Louisiana, I was with some pretty high profile people and I became the target again. And I just sat there and wore it. You know, it wasn't personal. But nothing came out of it. You're a shitty duck caller. You call too loud. <laughs> you you dress like shit. Who were you in Louisiana with? Were, were was this uh, Drew and them? Yeah, but I was with G with Trump and a bunch of fucking cool people, you know. And, and I they were was, bagging on you. Oh my god, Trump Jr. bagged on my ass the whole time. Did you give it back he to him would, a little bit? Oh yeah, dude. That's I told him to f off like as much as I could without pissing him off. I mean, I'm pretty sure he <laughs> make a phone call, right? Right. You'd never duck call again. I really didn't. I left my calls at home. Isn't that the fun? Like I, I think ribbon and razzins way more. Well, you're fun. like the king of it. You yeah. never have a serious conversation. <laughs> you razz like I mean, I've never. I've been around business with you where you have serious conversations, but ninety percent of the time, you and 
But I think a lot of the people in our group are that way, are geared that way. Do you agree? I, I find that we're either always telling like old stories, which is fun, you know, or yeah, yeah talking smack. I don't know. I mean, like I, I maybe in my brain just went there. Maybe we ask less and you're not, you're going to be dis, you're not going to like this or even understand it, but we ask less about what's going on. Maybe because we see a lot of it already on social media. You know what I mean? I did notice that. Like I got around a, a group of people and it was like, Hey, I saw your kid, you know, won the, the, the wrestling match. Like you already know. So that's there's less too. to talk. That's it is lame, lame too. but there's less to talk about. Cause you kind of already know, you know, that's lame too. Back in the See, day, I don't, even fo- I don't even follow. I don't have social media. I know that's why you wouldn't understand it, but I'm just saying maybe in general, that's oh, why if you get around three guys that do, they already kind of know what's going on with their kids. So maybe that's part of you being a little bit more traditional and not having social media for personal. When things. you mention less, when you mention that it's less, I thought you were talking about less, less. <laughs> so you know he's 82 years old. I wonder if this went back in his heyday. But then I think about Lauren, my dad's best friend, who's almost 70. Pops and Lauren would have been 70 this year. That's all Lauren did at Duck Camp and Deer Camp was talk amazing amounts of shit and tell jokes and make fun of people. I don't know if there was ever a serious conversation. It's a weird phenomenon to me that guys don't get in their feelings more. Was your dad that way? My dad was a prankster, but he was also emotional. He would, he could, he would have conversations with people. He was, he was the glue. Like my dad was Ben Donnelly, Cecil Washington. Uh, Bobby Smith, Kopi, like everybody that my dad went and hung out with was third, 20 to 30 years older than my dad because he believed in friendship and he believed in consistency and messaging of like, I'm not going to let them go out and just not have conversation and, and fun anymore. My dad believed, even though they were older and they have lost a lot of their friends, and they were in that that time in life where their wife might have been dead. You know, like when Mildred died in 1989, Cecil had nobody. His family all lived in Richmond and Oakland. And we were his family. And my dad always made an effort to go visit him. Even when we moved across way out of that area, my dad still drive out there and visit Cecil. And Cecil come visit us. I don't know if we do that as much anymore. Like, it's just like, get up and go visit a friend. Like, it's got to be an event. It's got to be a dinner planned. It's got to... Right. You know, my dad would just go and visit. Like there was, it was time to go get in the truck and go visit somebody, have a cold beer with them and talk. Keep that dialogue going. We don't keep dialogue going anymore. Mm -hmm. So when you get a chance to do it, like when you get a chance to do it, like today, it turns into 20 minutes initially of nonstop shit talking to where nothing got out of it. Does that make sense? Like that shit, because when it happened today, and I'm not going to go into specifics, but it makes me think about the last two months of my life and all these duck blinds and all the opportunities I had to have a meaningful conversation. Not that you have to, and not that you, not that there's not a time to F around. I get that. I agree with that. But when it turns into nonstop ribbing, I guess that's just the guy way. I don't know what it is though. I don't, and I don't know if girls do it. Like the girls shit talk each other when they're together. I don't know if they do or not. I mean, I've never been around. I, it honestly, after you talking about your dad for a second there, I mean, it It did shed a little bit of light on it. Like, of course, like you wouldn't drive over. I think back to before, you know, the cell phone and all, you would go over to your buddy's house and just hang out and talk, you, you know, you and you wouldn't be 
I think even after the cell phone, even the cell phone come in what ninety? Well, I mean, like four ninety five. Now, I, I mean, yeah, but those were not like we have today. You know, well, I know, but that's what I'm saying is that our our societies are being not just. I mean, I don't know if destroyed is the right word, but for sure we are not. We're we're going backwards. We're going backwards in creating what life is all about. In my opinion, we're literally. We live in this zone of instant gratification on the social media shit. Like, remember a year ago when we made the the deal or however long ago that was about staying off your phone? I'm literally dedicated to it right now of not giving, like, I didn't even bring my phone in here. Like, I don't want it on me. One of the reasons why is because I got a peek at my screen time during two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, when you're in a duck blind, you're in a ground blind, right? So there's like, you're, you're far enough away from people. You're not far away, but you know, they're, they're doing the exact same thing you're doing. They're on their fucking phone. It's terrible. Like you're in a hunting situation. You haven't seen these guys in months or years. You're in the, in God's country, literally laying there with the sun coming up or the sun going down and birds flying around and dogs there and freaking fresh air. And we literally are still on the pieces mm-hmm. of shit, literally still on them. So I said to myself, I'm done. I'm freaking done. There's nothing that just happened on that phone. Now, again, business is business. And I got an email or I got a conference call or whatever. That's different. But other than that, in talking to my daughter or family, okay, a, a meaningful conversation, there's nothing that happens on that phone through social media or instant messaging that changes anything in life. Sure. Except make you probably feel worse about yourself. Or give you the inability to think clearly like, damn, dude, they're getting to do that. <laughs> and I'm just doing this. Oh, my God. They killed him today and we didn't. Oh, shit. Like. Their kids are better than my kids because they're taking karate lessons and I'm not taking enough time to take my daughter to jujitsu enough. Just examples. Yeah. Nothing we're, comes out of it. We're going name to- one time. Name one time that you've went. Oh, my God. That was gratifying. No. That's, I'm glad I looked at that. But how many times <laughs> do you grab it and just go? All the oh shit whenever, oh. whenever there's a break in the whatever that's sickening. what we all go to sickening we're going too fast is what i was gonna it was gonna interject I don't know there if, i don't know if the speed of things is is it i don't know i think it's a waste i think it's an ultimate waste of time and energy it's yeah. it's when you get a chance to catch up with people and you put them in a zone of shit talking and personal attacks because a lot of the shit's personal what else is it why you tell me this as a person, as a man, as a comedian guy like you, what else is an insult to somebody if it's not personal? If you say, if somebody's a fat ass, right? You got a fat friend, right? Let's say you got a fat friend that's obese, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, big fat gut hanging over. Do you go up to him and go, you're a fat ass, you're a piece of shit, you're a fat fuck. No. no. You say it to the person that's in shape or that is proud of what they look like. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Why don't you be a man and say it to the person because you don't want to hurt you their feelings? You want to hurt feelings? their feelings, yeah. So how does it not how does how does it go in a man's brain that it won't hurt the person that you're doing? What if he or she was a fat ass at one time? What if they've dealt with a? I'm not okay. Look, I'm not trying to get in your feelings at all. I'm saying, what good is that comment in the long run when something meaningful could have been said just to get a laugh for thirty seconds? Yeah. Am I taking I mean, you off? Am I take, catching you off guard on some of this? No, but I just. Uh, I, uh, you never think about it because you just, you get so used to the company that you keep and 
that's what you do. And so you, you could say the dark side of it. Are you hanging out with the wrong people? You could have had lunch with people today that talk to you about business or something like that. Oh, but- we got a lot of talk, a lot of dialogue and talking done. I'm not complaining about my group of people. I'm just asking, how does it happen to where we, in my, in our mind, think that that's a the smart thing to do? It, that's why I say, is it just us? No, I mean, hell no, dude. I just told you I was with a group in Louisiana that made fun of me for three hours. Right. I'm not taking it for, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'll, I, I'll make fun of somebody too. You get on somebody, but why is the point? Like it's all, it's a, it's a question of like, what good does that do? Well, it does nothing. Fills time. Is it fun? Does it make you feel better as a person? That you got you got one up I mean, on somebody. If, if everyone's doing it, I mean, if you're picking on some, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I pick on anyone. But if everybody's doing it around the table, you're all, you know, is it? Yeah, it's it's easy humor, I guess, is what I'd say. It's easier than than trying to think of something. Is it because we're afraid to have conversation? Yeah. Well, like I said, most men aren't going to talk. What else are you going to? If you're not going to talk you about exam- work, I, I just gave you examples of most men back in the day. There was a couple smart ass guys for sure. sure, but most men talked back then. They visited, they had, they had, they had. That's why I said you, you don't. Have, but you, you also didn't have your phone where you were communicating all the time. So you have you have less to talk about now. You go if I go sit down with I talked to you know Billy Fisher last night on the phone. I have less to talk to him about in person because I spoke to him right, and we're always speaking to each other. On our phones now. Speaking and texting are two different things. They are, but I so then don't we're say all communicating. Speaking and do your, what, what, what did you do last night? What? You talked to him? Yeah, on the verbally, phone. Yeah, verbally. Yeah. That's totally different than texting. Totally different. But I'm saying we're communicating all the time. So another, you know, hey, my kid won state wrestling. You don't have much to talk about when you see him now, right? That's where before we didn't do that very much. You'd get on the phone every once in a while. But when you went and drove to somebody's house and hung out with them, you had a bunch to catch up on. Because you didn't communicate like we do now. That a lot of it, I think. There was no email. There was you weren't faxing your buddies. You weren't doing you know, they don't fax anymore. Okay, but. well then let me be the devil's advocate. That group of people today, out of everybody you saw me with, I hadn't talked to any of them in over a month. Maybe besides a quick hello on a text sure. or getting an update on something. Verbally talk. Isn't that me? Isn't that what your point is? It's like that should give us more to talk about when we're together and not go into a 30 minute. Well, I know, talking. I know the guys that were at the table, maybe not everybody else does, but some of them are very funny people and that's what they do. They're going to do that no matter what. If, okay. If you just sat down with Wade, I feel like your conversation would be different. You know what I'm saying? Our conversation at the table wasn't bad. There was no, no, not bad, but it would be different because Wade's a funny guy, but he's not like Jimmy where he's going to. Are guys afraid to get emotional with their friends is what you're saying? I told you that right at the beginning. Unless it's big, guys are not going to talk about it. And I think even to an extent that even their kids, right? Like unless it's something good, you know, I guess good, you know, and and related to sports or racket, you know, most guys aren't going to go, you know, man, I'm really struggling with my kid here. You know, he's acting out all that. You know, they're not going to do that. Why though? Because guys, how are, healthy is that though to be able to do that? Very, I assume. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I mean, it always helps to talk through problems. I mean, 
if you can get over your own feeling of embarrassment, I guess is what I'd say, or or maybe embarrassment's the wrong word, but insecurities of yourself or whatever. So you think that you'd be judged if you're having parental issues with you are your judged kids. by your friends somewhere. Well, to have a conversation with your bros, your friends, your good Pete in your life, whether they're male or female, is one of the healthiest things that you could do sure. of talking. That's why psychiatry and, and having a couch doctor or a, you know, a, uh, a counselor, you know, that, that you get to go and talk to. What's the other word I'm looking for? Gosh, psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah. But what's the other word that, uh, not counselor, but therapist. therapist. If you have a therapist to talk to every week, that's healthy. hundred percent. I, I would say it. better than talking to your friends yeah, in a lot not, of ways, but I'll talk, but the ability to sit down and have a heart to heart and talk to your friends is important. But then you'll go on social media and you'll see somebody blast it out. Uh, I just, I can't believe you're gone. <laughs> um, if I would have just bought you two dozen roses, dude, that's a country song. Quit saying shit like that. Right. Like what, what is, we're not, we're, we'll put it out there for everybody to give us a like on it. And to feel I think that's fake. It. I was going to say, I think that's fake, but, that, but tons of people do it. Oh, tons of people air their laundry, their dirty laundry out on this shit. And I, again, like I'm just assuming because I don't see a lot of it. But I know for a fact that when I would look at social media, you see these guys that are doing this, building this audience based on regurgitating themes or quotes, and they look all sad sitting there, and you're like, pick your fucking self up mm -hmm. and go to work. First of all, go to work. You got too much time on your hands if you're freaking doing all this posting, mm -hmm. you little influencers. That ain't work. <laughs> Give a shit what you say. You got too much time on your hands. Go to work. Clear the air. Freaking go get some fresh air. Work out. Be a man. Why is it so easy to put it out there on that instead of having a conversation about it to where it could be private with your group of friends, but you'll go and you'll put it out there on social media that you're going through a rough time. I see it too. And I don't, I think the social media angle is a lot of times for attention and that's what they're looking for. Right. I mean, I see, I see in all guys in general, like if you really, you know, if you're, if you're breaking up with your girl, th think of the base layer relationship type stuff. How do you, how do they get back out on the, on the market? New profile picture, change the thing over to single, you know, they're, they're trolling for chicks or, you know, you throw that ambiguous post of, Oh man, I'm really going to miss her. But I guess, you know, God's got different plans for me. That's aimed at so the girls in there, the single girls in their audience go, oh, hey, Chad's back on the market, you know, freaking, and start a conversation. I personally, I would never do anything like that. No. I mean, no, I, I would, I could definitely talk to my friends about, but I'm never throwing something like that up on social media and, and hoping for some kind of good response from it. You know, you're not going to get it. You're going to get a bunch of, like you said, Likes and oh, prayers for you and all that stuff. And it's all BS. You bring up a point there of the rebound. Remember the, the word, the rebound yeah. in relationships. Do you think that a rebound is healthy? Okay. We're just obviously breaking something else down now. Do you think a rebound is healthy? Do you have to have a strategy of trying to make the prior relationship work and not go out for a rebound? Cause that's going to create karma or 
are you free to go do whatever you want in that down period of the breakup? Or is that the time that you're supposed to work on yourself and grow as a human and try to figure out what went wrong? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> you're asking. There's a lot of variables in that. Uh, but that's, I'm being for real. Like sure. a lot of people be like, you just brought it up. I'm single now and I'm, 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 uh, uh, there was a website. I've never been on a dating site, but there was one at one time called a uh, gallon of fish or barrel fish in a barrel, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. <laughs> yeah. Those are circus games. The first two. <laughs> okay. So barrel of fish, what's it called? Plenty of fish, plenty of fish. Like who in the would go on this dating site, but okay. So let's say you have a relationship and what are you supposed to do in that breakup time? Like it's, this isn't a Dan Balzerian deal to where you're hooking up with 19 different chicks a day, right? Whatever that means. And maybe he's changed his ways, but that lifestyle's lame. That ain't going to get you nowhere. Right. As fun as it sounds sometimes like that's stupid. So where do you go as a man? Do you put it out there on social media and be like, Oh my God, my heart's broken. No. no. Do you go and try to recover yourself and, and get your mind off it by talking to somebody new? Or is that fair to you or fair to the other person that you're talking to? What is the rebound and how are you supposed to act after a breakup? Do you automatically jump back in or do you work on yourself and try to figure things out? Like there's a reason why you're in a relationship and it broke up. People don't go into a relationship to get their heart broke at the end. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't do that. You don't go, oh my God, I'm falling for this person. Oh my God, this is, oh my God, this is awesome. Oh my gosh. Now we're going on a trip together. <laughs> Holy shit. Would you look at this? This is happening. You don't do go into that to it all starts the same, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't go into him thinking, oh my God, at the end of this, I'm going to feel like fucking looking for a rope. Like you don't go into the, them thinking like that. So what is the way to act when that does happen? Is it all, everybody's different. Everybody's going to have their own approach. I'm looking for the overall consensus of like, how do you handle a breakup? I think the only one thing that I would ask for a definition on is, are you looking to get back with that person? Because Sometimes there's breakups that you're happy to be done with and then other breakups you wish they didn't happen. So if you wished it didn't happen, then no, I don't think you go out and date again for a while. I mean, because as soon as you do that, it's over. It, it, in my opinion, I mean, not, I'm not saying it's always over, but you're going to have a really hard time to get back together with a person if you've but dated somebody else. But you just said else. at the beginning of this conversation, Crosby, that guys and girls handle their shit different. They do. So a girl goes out and she's all in her emotions and she just surrounds herself with family and girlfriends. And again, just assuming, right? Like, is that what they're doing? Cause they're, yeah. they, they can't just jump back and do it, but guys can. Cause, well, cause theoretically speaking over the years, you would hear like, Oh, guys can just go from woman to woman. Most guys can really. Yeah. Most that's no. a big word. I bet you the majority of, I bet. Well, here's the thing. If, if me and Jilly broke up today, she's going to go, like you said, she's going to go with her family. And I'm more than likely going to go get a cocktail with my friends and, and, you know, soda, air parentheses, crying my soup. That's what guys do. Most guys. What do you mean crying your soup? You, you're upset about it. Maybe, you know, your intention so is. So are you to, looking to score that night when that cocktail sets in? So here's what I'm saying is, so now... She's at home with her sister and her mom and they're talking about what a dick I am. 
and I'm at the bar with my friends and my friends are telling me, ah, oh, you don't need it. You find a better girl out there, da, 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 over a cocktail or three or four. And then you're right in a prime location. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really believe that the circumstance a lot of times, you know, drives that play. And maybe, maybe that maybe it's 10 or 15 times of doing that, you know, before it happens. Maybe you sit down at the bar and the bartender and you hit it off and all of a sudden you got a new girlfriend or at least you're going on a date. I mean, like I said, it depends how you broke up. Did you break up where you were so pissed at her that you never wanted to see her again? Or were you being a dumb shit and she never wants to see you again, but you want to try and mend the fence? You know, you're going to have two different outlooks on how you heal yourself after that. But okay, I know that guys, for the most part. Well, so let's say that you want to mend it. You want to what? Mend it. Let's say that you, you have every intention of fixing it. Yeah. Then you now, got to, you got to avoid that scenario. I just why? Said. Well, because men are men. What and, are they doing? You don't know what they're doing. And and there are outlying women out there that do the other other two. They got what, two what, or three single friends. Whether regard okay, let's take hooking up out of the equation. I don't care what they're hooking up. Okay, I don't care. Just da- you're no, you just don't know what they're doing. You have no idea. That's what a breakup is. Right now, with social media, maybe you're. Uh, that's another part of social that's, media. I, I can never Fr- do that. Friday night, the girls will be like, "Girls' night out," and I, you're going to get all jealous because. Yeah, that's you. Just stay like you got to. Like right. I've never been involved in that type of situation because I'm not on social media, right. but I could see it happening. Sure, could see it happening. I bet you some. I mean, I'm not going to put you. Uh, um, but I bet you some girls have looked at your lifestyle and thought, "What a jerk!" You know, he's already out at NWTF. You know, he's already in the duck blind because they, you know, granted your stuff's old and not old, but, uh, you know, time differently, but people could get the wrong impression about what you do for a living, how mean? much fun you get to have when after you're, a breakup. Yeah. When you're supposed to be heartbroken. Well, what you're saying that if I'm a plumber and I get broken up with it, I can't go put a new toilet in somewhere. Well, if you, you can't post a picture down at Cantina's Los Trace Hombres having two for one, mar- you know, why? Because that's what that social media does, dude, is it makes people wonder, well, who's he over there with? What's what is but that's my job. If I'm in the duck blind, people can't hold that against me, but they do. People shouldn't hold that against you, but they do. Uh, where were we talking before social media? Say, oh, so you're in the breakup and you're in the dark and, and that's the worst part of it, right? Cause your mind's wandering. Did she, is she out on a date with that dude from her office? Is she, you know, whatever. But if you're going into it with trying to get it back, you yourself probably need to not, and I'm not saying you, the person trying to get the person back should not be out dating or I I mean, I would argue even being in like that situation of my friend saw Alex over there at the cantina and he was laughing with the, you know, bartender and stuff because I mean, you don't want to drive that person further away. You don't want them to go, oh, I guess he really is over me. And then. You don't have a chance anymore, right? Yeah, but how? What if you don't take that chance, and there never, there was never a chance of the other thing? So you, you wasted a couple weeks of your life. I don't know if it's weeks. Well, I mean, I would never give anyone more than a couple of weeks, just for that life short, dude. <laughs> so, what do you mean? Re- define your statement. If if a girl broke up with me and I wanted her back the time is going to be as limited for her as it is for me that, and that that's, I'm going to put it out there. If that's the way I'm feeling, 
I could might chase for a couple weeks, and if if I can't get it done in a couple weeks, I'm moving on. And I'm not saying a couple weeks like I have a defined you know 14 day thing, but you you should be able to feel that vibe, right? And it's like, okay, you're saying that a a major breakup can be healed, and that the changes that needed to be made in the relationship can happen in 14 days. You're saying that if you are having a relationship and there's some things found wrong within the individuals partaking in this relationship, you're saying that if you you work too much, you don't uh, make them a priority enough, you don't, um, you got a little bit sideways once in a while. You're telling me that two weeks is enough to work on yourself to come back together with that person and make it healthy for the future. Two weeks is long enough to know if that person will ever take you back is what I'm saying. As far as being somewhat antisocial and not going back out kind of on your own. I'm not saying that people can't. So you're saying that if, if it's three weeks after the breakup and they still haven't been on a date or out, out socializing, that there's still a chance? I'm trying to figure out what you, you're saying. Well, I'm saying if you're still getting the cold shoulder and, you know, texts aren't being answered and phone calls aren't being returned, dates aren't being taken up on, you know, then, yeah, I think you got, then you've got a longer time period. I'm not saying people can't come back together later in life, but as far as not getting back out there and not dating and not being with your friends and not doing all that kind of stuff, yeah, you, you'll know in a couple of weeks. and then So after two weeks, you can say, okay, now I can go hook up. Because now this doesn't count. If she, it's not that it doesn't count, but it's like, hey, I I feel I gave enough time. If this is a if this is a superficial breakup, here's the thing: if you broke up, if if we broke up because you know I'm doing drugs or I'm an an alcoholic or something, and, and you know something serious, you got a totally different ballgame. If you know. You know, you broke up with me because, uh, yeah, I worked too much or I, I went out with my friends on a Friday night and you got insecure and jealous and da 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 da. You could mend that fence pretty quickly. You know, uh, the other ones, that's a whole different ballgame. Maybe you never can mend that fence. Have you and Jilly ever broke up? No. Not once? Never. In five years? Ten. It's been 10 years? Uh huh. Holy shit. No marriage. No. So that's how strong it is. Marriage would make it weaker. It definitely put some stress fractures in the foundation, in my opinion. I couldn't argue that. Yeah, Jillian and I share everything but a bank account, but we split all the bills, so the finances are out of the way. If she wants to go buy something, she got her own money. If I want to go buy something, I got my own money. Here's our collective bills in the month. We each kick in what those two things are. I don't get the point of marriage. I don't. We don't have kids. We're not going to have kids. We own a house. We have a dog together. I don't know what getting married changes, but it does, in my opinion, change something psychologically with most people. And maybe I'm one of those people. Maybe she's one of those people. So why risk it for the biscuit? We've never, yeah, we've never broken up. Never once, never. not even for a day. We don't even barely fight. I mean, we, we bicker over dumb stuff, but yeah. Never have had a fight. I'm not saying we've never had a fight, but we've never had a, I'm leaving storm out of the house you know dead, any of that stuff never once Mm-mm. we've had some very heated conversations we've disagreed about that's the other thing man is we're, we're we're pretty even you know the same things i like take hunting and stuff out of it which is fine with me 
politically, musically, all those things, you know, we're, we're the same on. Pretty aligned. Yeah. And that's what I think I've always said. Even dumb stuff like music. You know what I'm saying? If Jilly blasted nothing but Cardi B in the shower all day and in, her, in the car and wanted to listen, I, that would drive me nuts. You know what I mean? And Jilly's not necessarily, I like a lot of heavy metal that Jilly doesn't like. And she she likes probably some sappy, you know, pop songs that I don't like. We listen to country music together. We listen to, you know, The Grateful Dead or something easier. No sweat. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you're that divided, like, a, a Democrat would be very, it would be very difficult to be married to a Republican. One of the two is going to change in order for it to work. Can't work. And it can't, in my opinion, it can't work. Or you resent the person. Your values aren't there. Right. That's the word exactly. A guy marries a Republican, a girl, a guy Republican marries a Democratic liberal female. They completely change. Somebody has to give and it's usually the guy. guy. Exactly. Sad. And then they resent their partner or maybe they don't, but you know, they do. They do for sure. Have to so, two weeks, if it's a small breakup, if it's a, a not a serious one, it's good to get back out on the market. You'll know yeah. by then. Yeah. I'm saying if you, so if, if, if you, if we broke, I almost said if you broke up with me, <laughs> Chad, weird. if you broke up with me, no. So if we broke up on, you know, Monday and, and I'm texting, you know, I, I'm texting you, I'm calling you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mend the fence. You want to give me the cold shoulder for a little bit, whatever. Friday night comes around. I ask you to go to dinner. Let's talk. Let's work things out. You, you don't want to see me. I'm gonna, if I'm going to chase you for a whole nother week and I ask you out on another Friday and, you're, and, and I'm simply going to get the cold shoulder and I don't even get a chance to talk to you or to try, then, I, yeah, I'm going back out. I mean, to me, that's over. I don't know how long you want me to be, you know, banging on your back door but I, I, that's all I got. Yeah, Life's yeah. short. Now, if you broke up with me on Monday and you gave me the cold shoulder on Tuesday, then we're texting back and forth and laughing and, hey, let's go get a beer Friday and talk about it, and we do that. I'm not saying we move back in together. We're right back in, but there's some progress. Then, yeah, I'm going to keep pursuing the progress. But if it's just cold shoulder, cold shoulder, then I'm out. I mean, you got you to move on. Got to. And you know that moving on – Many times brings that person back. I mean, really? I, I, I think so. There's nothing, nothing harder for a person than to see that other person happy and, you know, or just being back out and about. And then it's like, well, maybe he wasn't that bad, you know, could, or could push him away. And that guy's a dog. Look, he only gave me two weeks and then he's already out talking to other girls. But for sure, not months. Never. No chance. No Life's way. too short. You could get in a car wreck tomorrow. Yeah. Like I said, if you're feeling no progress for two weeks, go. You could always come back in a year. You could always come try in a year, try in five years. Who knows? Or you could find the love of your life tomorrow and never have to worry about it again. Love of your life. Mm -hmm. Have you found that? Yeah. 100%. 100%. You stalked her for a while at the beginning, or you knew her yeah. way before you dated her. I asked her out. She said no. She did. Yep. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh come well, on! What was the story? I remember I used to always shave like a mustache in. We'd go to like shot show and stuff like that. 
so I had that I had this really terrible mustache and I was all drunk and uh her mom told me to ask her out I asked her out and she said no she would tell you she didn't but she did um and then uh I didn't talk to her for I I would see her like at the restaurant stuff but I would never talk to her I didn't I didn't even have her phone number or anything and it was funny I went to lunch at uh uh their restaurant one day and this dude I was with was like you should ask that waitress out was pointed to a different chick at the restaurant. And I don't know. I don't know if she heard that or so. I don't know. Cause then all of a sudden she got my phone number from somebody and then text me. And yeah. Wait a minute. She got, maybe she did got you a little talk jealous. To another waitress. No, I never did even your friend did say like, Hey, my buddy's available. I don't know if he did. I don't, it was just a weird coincidence. If it was, if it was just a coincidence. I'm trying to think of this. So you're in the restaurant with your buddy. He does he know that you've already been dissed by Jilly? No, because me getting dissed by Jilly was just like a very. I didn't even know her. That's how. Where I were you? I didn't in even Moana? know. Her. No, it was the one on South Virginia. Uh, Has that been ten years already? Yeah, in uh, April will be ten years. So, so you haven't been with her ten years. In April will be ten years. Two months. That's when you went on your first date. Was in April. Yeah. Well, you weren't dating then. We say we were. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you, you go in, You she's your waitress? Bartender. She's bartender. All drunk. I was all drunk. Yeah. Uh, it was an ugly, it was an ugly sweater. Christmas sweater party. I had this terrible handlebar mustache thing. Uh, we were in there, we were just all drunk, and her mom was sitting there and, and said something about asking her out or something. She came out around the bar and was like, you know, bus and tables or something. And I walked over to her and I, I don't even remember what I said, something to the effect of, you know, I don't even know. Should we go, you know, want to go out sometime or your mom told me that you and I should go out sometime or that something just light. And, you know, it wasn't like I said, Hey, let's get married tomorrow anyway. And she was, she said, no, she actually, to be fair, said I'm working and like walked away from me, but that was as good as a no. Right. That's like telling me you have a boyfriend when you don't. And I just never really thought about it again. Like, so this is December. So here we go. Four and a half months later, it's yeah, April. Yeah. And you go back in there for lunch. Yep. She's there. She's working. Bartending. But yep, she's bartending. And I think we were sitting in the bar, but she was she wasn't waitressing the bar. You know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, I think it was Joe was like, you should ask that waitress out. You know, talking about the chick that was waiting on us. And I don't know if Jilly heard him or what, but. Literally that afternoon, she got my phone number from somebody and texted me. That's weird. I know. She's a stalker. Yeah. She texts you out of the blue. Mm-hmm. How does she know that you and your friend are talking about this other waitress? If you didn't let it out of the bag with the waitress. Don't know. I never even talked to the waitress. I'm typically not that guy. Like if someone's like, you should ask that girl out unless I'm drunk and, and you know, feeling the liquid courage. I would never walk up to a daytime waitress and ask her for her phone number. I've really? Ne- no, never. I would never do that. I'm wondering how Jilly gets it in her mind. Maybe she saw you that day and runs your number down. Maybe. Did you have mutual friends? Kind of, yeah. You did. Well, and I used to go to the restaurant all the time, you know. Yeah, but it's still... Who does she get your number from? I think she got it from Joe. Dorico? Mm-hmm. Oh. Does he ever come clean? I've never asked him. How many days a week does Coachy come in there? Quite a bit. He was there today. I know. I saw him. 
I was called, first I was, after you left, I was called back into the bar to show my attire to a whole new group of people to get made fun <laughs> of again. I'm thinking it's over. I'm escaping. And then from all the way across, I'm at the front door. I hear, Belding, come over here. And I yelled back across. I said, I, I cussed it. <laughs> Probably embarrassed him. Uh, like, people were in there eating. But you did it anyway? Yeah, I went back over there because it was Sabini and both Doritos. Did they rib on you too? No, they all liked it. But they were probably kidding. Pretty I mean, easy. everybody bows down to him. Pretty easy to get the, the Doritos and Tommy if you want to. Make fun of him? J- yeah, JP's a hard one to get. He's fat. He's quick. Mm, let's smoke him. You just don't know if you want to in his place. That's the, he's, you're always in the lion den, you know? He's got home, home court advantage. Yeah, always. That makes you ask the question, why do you go there? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. What, do you want to go to the fun. Olive Garden and not know the guy there? <laughs> I don't go to the Olive Garden unless Alyssa wants a breadstick. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, the whole breakup deal, getting back out on the market, if you care about somebody, you don't want to get back out on the market. You want to, but then it's the timeline deal. And you're saying two weeks. That's a scary timeline. That's, I don't see, I don't think you have enough experience in this field. I mean, you've been off the market for a decade. So I don't know if you know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. You do? I, you, so you said something funny that I'll say something funny back to you. If you care about someone, if you care about yourself. That's a good point. Like I said, man, life's short. I, and it's all, it's all relative, man. You could change, I could change this conversation you know, if you said your girl broke up with you because, you know, whatever, you're, you're, uh, you cheated on her. Right. You had a, you had a crazy wild night. You could even change this. Cause if you're just talking about a girlfriend versus your wife, but so say you got this new relationship and you're a year into it and you go out to get all blown up with your friends and you hook up with some other chick, she finds out about it. Reality is you really liked her, but you had a bad decision made because you were drunk and with your friends. You could you could make the argument that it's going to take you a little longer to get back into that, the good graces with that girl, if you ever could. And you might need some more time. You know, if you're with a girl for a long, long time and just the little idiosyncrasies of you and your life and whatever, finally just, she's like, it's not even worth being with this dude anymore. You know what I mean? And, she breaks up with you. You might have a lot harder time getting back into that. And it, it might take longer, but also might not be achievable. Right. You know, if you, if you, if you took me, for example, and you said, Hey, Alex, you know, you, you're, you, you drink too much. You're out with your friends too much. You, you know, on a whim, you'll go to, you know, Gerlach for the night. And I can't do, I'm not going to change my life for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's sorry. You know, hopefully the person knew you well enough before you made this commitment to them to where you're need to get them back and stuff that they wouldn't do that to you. But if something like that happened, may may never be able to come back from that. Or you may, you shouldn't want to go back from that. You know what I mean? It's so different. If you've had some crazy thing happen to you, certain, you just can't get them back. Some relationships can't come back, man. Most of them. I don't think most of them. The reality is most of them don't come back. Right. Because do you think that's because people move on too fast and they don't give it a chance? 
Because have you ever heard the old adage that time heals everything? Yeah, and I uh, there there's there's something. I'm hesitant to say this, but I'll say it anyway. There's there's somebody close to us that's going through this, and I kind of wish I could tell them to move on, and you just got to get back out there because time may heal all wounds, but I don't I don't believe in going into a cocoon and hoping in five years that you can get some girl back. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd rather I'd rather go get a new girl and or ten more. You know. I mean, that's how it is sometimes. It, sometimes you can't get back from it. And does time heal all wounds? Probably not. And I mean, the way our world has changed so much now, 50% of marriages end in divorces. And you know what the hardest thing is, is that these men are as guilty of it as women, but women are pretty catty when it comes to relationships. And as soon as they break up, you know, and they get around their friends that have already broken up or they're already divorced, and then they start talking. Men are just as guilty. They get in their ear. They get in their ear. And guys are the same way, right? You break up with your girl, and you go have a beer with your friend, and I never really liked her, to be honest with you. You know, And then you're like, well, shit, I can't get back together with her now. You know, I mean, that's that shouldn't be the case. But you, those little you know, splits in your psyche and stuff, they wear on you. And those t- maybe time doesn't heal all those wounds. I'm different in in ways you can have my feelings here uh like I guess if 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 you've upset me so much you know I guess to the point where I I'm breaking up with you I don't want to I don't want to be back together with you you know what I mean like I think I can permanently go uh eh, dude that that sucked and I don't want I just would rather not be around you you know I don't know that's you're that's talking about me. you. Yeah, I, I can be pretty callous, I guess, is how I would uh, sum that up shortly. Like, I'll, I'll hold a grudge. So you're in so many words saying nothing's worth fighting for. Not nothing, but certain things. I, I Yeah. A relationship's not worth fighting for. Some of them. I mean, like I said, I think you'd have to be pretty mean to me, you know, with, for me to really turn my back. But I guess... I guess what I'd say is I'll be in it 100% until I'm not, and then I'm 100% gone from it. You know what I mean? Then I, I don't want to deal with it. But I don't like that back and forth. If you go back to me 11 years ago, 12 years ago, before, I hate that back and forth You know, drama of certain relationships. And you, certain people, certain girls that you, uh, that's what I can speak to, certain girls that I've been together with in the past, they like that stuff. That gives them the spice of life or whatever. That's the variety. I hate it, dude. You know, I, I saw, you know, I see it a lot, you know. Women that are insecure about, I've lived the same way that I've lived for a long time, right? I, I, I'm willing to go to a bar on Tuesday night or I'll go to a concert on Friday night. I don't necessarily, I don't feel I need to ask permission to do things. I'll, I'll be respectful and say that I'm doing things. Some people can't handle that. And they automatically assume that you're cheating on them or, you know, whatever. And I don't like to deal with that. So no. those cards get played to me. I, I, I don't want to play back. You you're know? out. Yeah. Certain things tip me over. Like you said, politics, religion, stuff like that. If, if we're not driving on those levels, I'm not. I got nothing else to say. You know, I, I went on a date with a chick that I 
I don't think Julie listens to our podcast. I went on a date with the chick that I, I really liked and we went out and she told me she voted for Obama. I was like, what? Like never, literally never talked to her again. That's all. I can't deal with that, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. I know there that isn't. That shows you their character. Who many would people would disagree with that, right? Like That's crazy. You know how many dudes? That's a huge thing. You know how many dudes would go on another date with that chick? Would Why, because she's hot? Would make a relationship out of it? Would Yeah. Or just they get you know, get caught in a spot in their life where they're lonely or what? Yeah, looks, you know, whatever. Like something. That's a deal killer for me. me I'm, I'm, I've done it. Would do it again. If Jilly started to, uh, honestly, I mean, I love Jilly to death. If all of a sudden she, she was voting for Joe Biden and she, she didn't see what was wrong with why do we need all these guns and uh, I wouldn't be together with her. Couldn't do it. I don't see her ever doing that. Ever. She's her dad, maybe, but not her. Yeah, he's pretty conservative too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think you know, I think a lot of what we do is lie to ourselves about who people are. This is another different topic. You know, it's good enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can deal with that she doesn't let me go out with my friends anymore. I hate that when you lose your individuality because somebody... we've. I was going to say, we've talked about this before. Those guys can't be happy. No, they I can't mean, be guys. No. And it's like, you know, I, I, we're starting to talk about spring training. It does not go into my mind that I need to make sure it's okay with Jilly that if me and my friends go to spring training. That doesn't happen, dude. You Should. shouldn't live in a, you shouldn't have to live your life like that. No. No, if you There's said, responsibilities. You have I'll, kids and you, got yes. all, you can't leave it all without communication and scheduling and logistics 100%. and all that, but that's just respect. You don't, yeah, you don't just hop on a flight tonight and, and you're gone. It's you know, spring training for the next three well, days. Maybe. maybe you do. <laughs> maybe you do. But I know plenty of guys that would never be able to go on a spring training trip. Me too. And it's their kids could Do you need, lose respect for them? 100%. Is it hard for you to stay friends with somebody like that when you know that's their backbone? Yeah. And I don't get it. And, I, and you know, I get that there's, like you, you touched on it, there's kids and stuff, right? If you're... I don't get that. I get it, but I don't get it, right? Because I've seen it go both ways. Like, I, it, you should still be able to have somewhat of a life, even with children. But there's, I have friends that are grown children that they still don't do anything. You know, still, still worried about pulling $100 out of the ATM. You know, like, that's a miserable way to live. 100%. So, yeah. And, but I think at some point, right. So at some point did that person lie to himself and, oh yeah, this is the greatest girl I'm ever going to meet. Or did he go, she's pretty good. You know, I, I can live with her being overbearing and not letting me have 20 bucks of my own hard earned money and never being able to go to have a beer with my friends after work. I can live with all that stuff. No. Can you? How long? No. That's old, is how long can you do it? Can you grind it out for 15 years till your kids are grown up and then then split off and no, you should never have to ever. That that that's one of my pet peeves where I think in times of my life I've been so against that type of personality to where I just disown people. Yeah. Which probably isn't fair either, but I'm just like, dude, that's weak. That is so weak that you would give up all of your lifelong friendships because you may go it happens all the freaking time. All the time. All the time. And you and you, you have every right to think that, right? Because it's like you're you're saying to me that I'm nothing to you, right? Like, and they don't see it that way, but that's how you feel inside, right? It's like, dude, I known this guy 25 years. He meets a girl, and now we can't go have a beer on Friday night. That sucks. Terrible. 
you lose all respect in a heartbeat. Yeah. I do. To the I point do. where I'm just like, dude, what? who are you turned into be? Right. I've seen it so many times with guys that we grew up with, you know, from your like post high school one year through college, that time frame in your 20s. And then all of a sudden real life comes into where they meet that girl that's going to be their wife. And you're like, okay, cool. What a, if she fulfills you? That's cool. Even though we don't agree with it, you're going to marry her. You're not going to listen to your friends because there's other intricacies that we don't know about that relationship and the sex life and all that. And then you literally go to no relation, no friendship anymore. And then I've seen this happen where the, the big D going through Dallas, you know, going through the big D and don't mean Dallas comes in. Now they're back with their buddies for a little bit, you know, saving face. Oh yeah. You know, you know, I need you guys now, which we all take them back and then they go and do it again. But, and, and they, they, and they then, go, they go back to doing all the things that they really loved before. Yeah. Right, because how many times you see they don't hunt anymore, they don't fish anymore. Yeah, but what attracted him to that woman in the first place? That's what I mean. What attracted that woman to the man in the first place when he was doing all that shit? Exactly. Is the question. Oh, you drink beer? Oh, you chew Copenhagen once a while? You kill Chucker? You kill ducks? You voted for for Ronald Reagan? You voted for George Bush? (laughs) Think about one for me. Yeah, you had to think about one because of all all the conversations revolve around woke people. But, you know, like you voted for... What what attracted that woman to the man in the first place that she wants to change him once they get tied up? Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And then and then they go back to what they've been desiring that whole time. Which if they would have had the you know, good decision making in the first place, you would have never gotten that position. Right. You would have prevented it. A lot of a lot of BS, money, time, making and, your friends feel inadequate. And time time is the one thing we don't have. Right? You make more money. You can do all that stuff. But can't that's, why, back. that's why you only get two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, clock's ticking. Believe me, there's somebody else out there. Oh, there's... Rela- there's a hundred other somebody's out there. Yeah, across the country when you travel, there's people everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Social media. It's kind of a weird... <laughs> that's kind of a weird phenomenon of what you just said on the... What time is it? 3.09. It's kind of a weird phenomenon on... There's a hundred more out there, right? Like, I've always been against dating sites. But doesn't that open up the horizons to your everyday ban- your everyday life? You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to work, you come home. You go to the gym, you come home. Like, and you're not meeting anybody there. This dating service, like, gives you all these profiles of people to meet. You know, there's some, like, that you pay to be on. And they, they really, you know, they really... Look into the, what's that word called that I'm looking for? Not vet, vent, but yeah, vet. They really vet everybody to the point to where they're legit. You know, there's no serial killers on there, hopefully. But isn't that, isn't that the way to look at them? Like it's given me more opportunity in places that I would never find this person. So I've never, I've been, never been on one. I've never been on one either, but. Do you know any success stories out of them? Like long-term relationships? Yeah. Like Brad and Brittany met on Tinder. And they're married with a kid now. So Tinder's not supposed to be that way. Tinder's a hookup site. Tinder's a hookup site. What was what was Barrel of Fish? I think that one's more of a you're looking for a long term. Really? That yeah. sounds like a freaking hookup for sure. There's so many. They're like shooting fish in a barrel. I could be wrong. What was it called? Plenty of fish. That kind of, that kind of sounds maybe like, it's not like one shooting that, fish in the barrel. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's not. Uh, um, farmers I'm sorry, are, farmers. <laughs> I was gonna say I, only? I'd be on Christian mingled. No. Um, what was the other one, dude? Um, Tinder? No, that's a hookup site. It's just lunch. 
<laughs> remember that one in the airplane <laughs> magazines? <laughs> I do. I do. I've never heard of it. I don't it's even just, know. That's for successful business people, dude. Yeah. What a gimmick that is. They, they, people believe that there's a CEO, hot CEO ladies out there making millions. They don't have time to date, but they'll go to lunch with you and then see what happens. Yeah. Bullshit. No, uh, I can picture the commercial, the gray haired guy and you, you paid money to it or you do pay money to it. Um, eHarmony. eHarmony. So eHarmony is, is supposed to be like a, you're not there to hook up the tenders and, uh, the eHarmony wants money, right? Maybe we ought to start one called barrels of fish. Fishing. It's like shooting fish. Well, that's already been taken by who? Well, you said there was one called Bucket of Fish. Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. We're Same starting thing. Barrel of Fish. It's like shooting fish in a barrel? Exactly. We got so many chicks on our side, it's like shoot. We're, we're, <laughs> and man, you got to have man too, bro. No, but I'm saying, well, we're geared towards men seeking women. So we call it Barrel of Fish. So many fish in our barrels or whatever. So easy on this side, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. We got that copyrighted, by the way. We got lawyers listening in. Could be yeah, something good. Your brother. That's right. Uh, Is Hardy still alive? Yeah. He's back at my brother's place. I know he's back at the firm, but you never hear from him anymore. I always wondered if he was still doing gun stuff. I don't know. Uh, But I was going to say it makes your net huge. Cause like you said, a normal guy's got to, you know, you go to work, you go to the gym, you go to the bar by your house. You know, those are your three fishing holes. You get on those dating sites. I tell everyone if I were to ever break up with Jilly, I would, I'd be on, Tinder tomorrow or what? My, really? Yeah. I everybody I know, that's exactly where you go. You have to. The the bar scene the bar scene's hard for well the bar 40 scene something you, you have guy, to assume man. that 90% of the people in them bars are on Tinder. But number one, you got to have the balls to go talk to them, which as I alluded to earlier, I, I which never is the had. only way to do it. I know. Uh but being over 40 and being in the bars most of the crowd's not with you, so unless you got to go to the cougar bars. Cougar I mean, bars? Yeah, where the older girls are hanging you gotta out. Got to treat them with hounds? Yeah. They do say when you're like a newly divorced person that there's some uh, barrels of fish out there. Some of those bars are like that. I never, really? Yeah, I never got to go to them. Here? Yeah. This place sucks. Terrible. I was so mad last night in the traffic. I was literally like, I'm, I need to be in the country. It's... It is a rat race, dude. This place is, again, I travel enough places to see it. Our infrastructure here is embarrassing. I don't want to be down, Debbie Downer negative, but dude, it sucks, man. There's what? no culture here. There's no pride here. It's shit. What is going to happen? I, I I can't believe that in the week that I didn't drive out here. Do you see those apartments? I, I come out. I was going to say you I know come the out every Tuesday. Traffic that's going to bring out here. Yeah, they're building two more. There's six over here. buildings up in in the in the in one week. Uh, they have how, six how many buildings car up. accidents do they want to cause with this infrastructure out here? I know. I mean, what are they trying to do? It's like get your head out of your ass if you're going to work in the city council, and then they're going to be like Belding. If you want to make change, you got to get involved. I am involved. I elect these officials that say they're going to do that this shit. That lie to us and tell us they're going to they do shit. Do they don't. Yeah. They say you got to vote if it matters, right? Oh, I vote. Why Why do we put up with this shit? It's like, it's so dangerous. It's so um, not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's Dude, if you would have seen it out here last night, there was a huge wreck on Sparks Boulevard North. Closed it all off, so you had to go back to Barron, go down to, you know, the, down to McCarran, take a left on McCarran. The traffic was built, backed up from Pyramid to Barron. Almost a Praetor. Yeah. Because now everybody's doing what this was because it's bad. I guess it's bad. 
you know, because I went up and then I took a left on Sparks Boulevard off of Bering and I went up to Shadow Lane and it was all closed off from there. There were sheriff's cars there and you couldn't go up Sparks Boulevard to the north anymore. But then when I took a left and I headed to the west a little bit in my old neighborhood over there by Vintage Hills, you could peek up there and see all the sirens. So something was up. Um, but that's due because there's so many people, they're trying to speed around it and then something happens. They're causing all this too, shit too because of their on. inadequacies to build an infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We're back, ass backwards. Um, so then it was backed up from Pyramid to Prater almost. So then you get all the way up to Pyramid finally. Take a right to head north on Pyramid. Holy shit, another wreck. Up the hill a little bit. The worst traffic I've ever seen. Yep. It's 57 minutes to get from Greg Street to out here. Brutal. It's horse shit. Look how this long place it, sucks, dude. Look how I'm long it took for him to put that light on your intersection there. Reno, Nevada, and Washoe County, and Sparks, Nevada suck. I hope that people hear it. I hope that... What's this idiot mayor's name in Reno that wants to play both sides of the fence? Sheevy. Sheevy. She's like, a Republican now. Yeah, she sucks. Now, or now, now she's elected, she'll be back to being a lib. She sucks. Terrible. They're criminals. They they don't do anything they say they're going to do. She ran her last election in From a her, basement. one of her closing... Uh, you know, whatever was go 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 down to the beautiful Truckee River that you know. Yeah, see, nineteen drug deals being done, eighty homeless people taking a bath. You wouldn't take your kid down there? Hell no, never in a million years I'd take him to downtown Reno. No, downtown Reno is a an embarrassment. It is poor Coronos. These businessmen that are trying to provide all these jobs and bring in revenue and tourism dollars and they're the bad guys to them. Yeah, they're the bad guys to them. They're yeah. the only ones that are worth a shit down you there. You know that our our Reno politicians, while they kiss their butts publicly they wish those casinos would go away yeah they, the money they we got coming in here they they build all these gray tilt-up buildings on all the cool land that used to be around reno yeah. and you got all these factory workers in there grinding their nuts for 15 bucks an hour but the the casinos are the you know they're terrible you know they got all those people in there working for you know minimum wage and there's all people in there gambling and drinking they would they would just as soon flatten those casinos and turn them into tilt up warehouses, but publicly they don't because they need their money for their campaign things. Yeah, it's that's what's fun. It's all a game. It's, it's all, all a game. bullshit it's game. Just, but it, but besides the politic part of it, this place is embarrassing. It is the culture of it. It's just not. It's not cool anymore. It's not. There's so many other cooler places. Well, you know what used to be cool about Reno is you could you could drive five or 10 minutes from your house and go chuck hunting or go quail hunting or go duck hunting or go dove hunting yeah, or fish that's gone. So you're I, driving I, an hour plus anyway. So I hope for, I hope for that. You talk about that. I was, you know, at lunch today, I was hearing him talk about the high school basketball games and I'm like, I don't give a shit, you know, and maybe when Alyssa becomes that age and I'm that dad, that's going to the volleyball games and the high school sports. I pray that there is some freaking loyalty and pride dude. back with Lancer pride back in the nineties. That was that was life. Mm-hmm. There's songs written about freaking Friday, Bruce Springsteen or Eric Church. Or, there's songs written about high school, Friday Night Lights. Dude, we don't have that shit here. No. I heard this year the state championship football game was an absolute freaking embarrassment. Oh, yeah. That some big Catholic, you know, uh, private school in Vegas played Minoga up here, another Catholic private school, I think. Yeah. And beat them by like 100 Gorman points. And, Gorman and Minogue or, or whatever the yeah, other. That's sad that now it's private schools that can recruit are taking all of this talent mm-hmm. because of the money. Yep. And these other schools, it's, dude, the, the things that are going on in this, the, the college and the, the, the portal, the transfer portal and all these ILN deals of fucking being able to be uh, sponsored 
there's like high school athletes that are getting million dollar deals. I know. We're absolutely ruining sports as 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 we watched it happen. But I, we, that's another that's another topic we need to talk about because I've been learning a lot about being down in the South a lot in the SEC and this transfer portal and how easy it is to just get up and leave. It's things are nuts. But there's no culture in this area. No. I would challenge you to find some. I would challenge you to find me a place I could go and find culture. Maybe it's the Coney Island. Can you go down there and if you can get through the cigarette smoke and freaking, can you sit in there and have culture? No. I mean, all of our, all of our pride in this place has diminished. Like today, it got, Sons of Nevada got brought up and I'm like, I don't, that's, I don't recall seeing an email in a long time. They're like, cause Dave retired. He quit doing it. Cause nobody paid attention. We made a vow when we started that, that nothing, even family will ever come between us and Sons of Nevada. It's gone. I talked about it Friday with a guy. People still want it. There's no culture around this yeah. place anymore, dude. There's no culture. Everything is woke. Everything is social media. Everything here is, this place is a, just a nightmare. This area yeah. of the world, I'm telling you, like I would go before the city council in both Sparks, Reno and Washoe County, and I'd say, you guys are doing a terrible job. This is a shithole. The homeless, the garbage, the infrastructure, the traffic, the, the ability that you're selling this land off and letting people build on it when you don't even have the road work to support it, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. It's all about the money grab, and you're gonna, it's, it's dangerous. It's like it's a small vaccination. All about the money grab by the freaking big pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and these guys. And here we go. Another guy saw an Australian uh, um, rugby player die today, 35 years old. Yeah. Somebody tried to tell me that that, that deal with the Buffalo Bills wasn't vaccinated related. I'm like, hmm. Sure. You well, see he took a shot in the, the chest, and when he fell, I'm like, dude, really? Like, these athletes are dying. Like, this whole deal about is like a small version of the vaccination. You got to do it. You got to freaking, you got to, you got to, you got to succumb to it. You got to do And then all of a sudden, you find out, like, we never needed it in the first place. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean all of a sudden I don't need it to go to Canada? Am I not going to get everybody sick up there? Right. Now, all of a sudden? All of a sudden? All of a sudden, I can fly to Italy, and I don't have to have it? What do you mean? Well, After you made all these soldiers, everybody in the world get it, forced them to get it. My or, brother Clint, or, a huge conservative, has a master's degree, graduated first in his class at University of Nevada, Las Vegas in physical therapy in his master's program. First in his class, has had his entire master's program paid for by the state through scholarships. Smart as hell. You're going to force him or you're going to fire him as a therapist? Right. You asshole face. Right. And now here we are. Now he can go into any house. I can go into any house he can without the vaccination or a stupid ass mask. But he's he had to succumb to it. Same thing what's going on here. It's like, we got to succumb to it. It's like they're putting us in this barrel. To uh, wh What are they waiting for? Are they waiting for us to explode? Remember that movie with Michael Douglas, Standing Tall or whatever? Or what was it called when Falling he's in traffic? Down. Huh? Falling Down. Falling Down. Remember that Standing Tall, I think it was The Rock. But he Which was is still a great carrying, movie too. He was carrying a two by four, right? <laughs> right. And beat the shit out of those drug guys. In the, uh -huh. So, isn't it the same kind of thing? 100%. Tell everybody what they have to do when it's not really in anybody's best interest. But they're trying to create control, and that's what they're doing within our cities. They're literally creating control here. They're bottlenecking us, completely bottlenecking us to the point to where, what do you want out of this? What are you trying to get us to do? Lose our minds? You're going to put up 900 more apartments here where we can't even have, we can't even get out here in the first place. Right. What gives? Well, what about... Our city's been in a drought as long as I can live. Yeah, where's the water coming from? Where's the from? water come from for all these apartments? It's all lies. It's all they lies. all have Where? swimming pools. They all have fountains. They showers, got 900 sinks. You know, showers, 900 sinks, 900 toilets. And they'll tell you it's progress. Well, why isn't progress? I mean, 
I guess it's going to be everywhere at some point if you if you live long enough. But the the yeah the 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 planning in this area is piss poor. And yeah, too many people make money off of it. It's the planning of the vaccination was piss poor. Yeah, nobody. And, and too I, I had this talk. Money off of I had it. this talk with my trainer today. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you really think that these vaccinations aren't killing people? How do you not see, oh, people have been dying, you know, and I'm like, dude, it's evident. Like, it's obvious that something's going on. Right. The death rate with young athletes is through the roof. Like, why, are, why aren't more people pissed off about having to get that vaccination? Too many people got it. Right. But they were forced to. I know. But they're, but. I so, saw kids at my daughter's school when I was picking her up yesterday wearing masks still. Oh, yeah. I, Where are these parents at? Go to the grocery store, dude. Have I went I not to Cos- been out in Reno enough, dude. I went to Costco and re- in uh and grocery shopping yesterday, all over, still masks. Oh yeah, what? or back to masks or whatever they're doing. Are I don't they know. trying to get us back to mask? California's trying to do it right now, and they're trying to do the airports and airlines again too. Why is there another big breakout? All the vaccinated people are getting sick and dying, and that's why you don't hear a lot about it. Is because a lot of people got it, whether they wanted to or not, or they got it. And you don't even know that they got it. You know, they just, they did it even though they probably didn't want to, but their wife wanted them to or whatever. And now they're scared and embarrassed. Really? Like that's got to have some scientific backup. Like what I just said about the vaccination. Like we can't just sit here and splurge out stuff and not have backup. I'm just saying like the way the world is and what you just told me that they're trying to put masks back on because the vaccinated people are, are getting sick now and, and dying. Like, I'd have to get evidence on that to really learn it. You can look it up. It's right, out We're there. going to continue this conversation on the very next episode of Breaking It Down with Chad and Alex. This life ain't for everybody. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the one and only Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly and never allow underage drinking. Y'all got to try the new Bonded or the Triple Mash. I'm telling you, these two new whiskeys. And they're winning awards all over. Check out Jack Daniels at Jack Daniels. On Instagram, and look at all the awards they just won. The knob, the uh, the Coy Hill just got number two best whiskey in the world, American whiskey in the world. Um, there's several of them on there. The Bonded got awarded, Triple Match got awarded, the Single Barrel got awarded. Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Thank you so much for all of your support. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Sig Sour. Enjoy your freedoms, but become responsible become confident with your firearm train with your firearm get your ccw permit go practice target shooting plinking understand the weapon understand the gun know your way around it sig sour is creating an atmosphere in our country where we can get the experience or the education that we need to become more proficient and confident with our firearms we have the right to bear arms for our second amendment we have the right to defend our families and our homes and our communities do so responsibly and do so by knowing your way around your Sig Sauer firearm. Thank you, Sig Sauer, for everything that you do here. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends. We're going to be cooking with these guys this Sunday, Crosby. Are you excited? We're going to be eating some gnocchi. I'm going to have them do some tongue. I might have them do some Italian sweetbreads. No tripe. We're going to do duck. No, his tripe is unreal, though. God, the tripe's good. The Italian way. I don't like it menudo either. Too rubbery, but... Ray Ray and Stefano blow it out of the water. Napa Valley olive oil. They're going to do uh, specks. They're going to do ducks. And we're going to do meatballs with goose. Our snow goose meatballs. I'm bringing a bunch of ground down. We're going to have a wild game feed Italian style with the Particelli family, the owners 
of Napa Valley olive oil. If you want a great olive oil, garlic-induced, lemon-induced, just their regular oils, order it online. Napa Valley olive oil manufacturing. Look them up. They, they are in a tremendous family, and their quality and their attention to detail is meticulous. I'm telling you, support this family. The salamis they carry, the Parmesan cheeses, the anchovies, every single thing that they sell in their store in Napa Valley, California, you can get online. Thank you so much to the Particelli family. See you all Sunday. We're excited as heck about that. And last but not least, today's episode of the podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, Breaking It Down with Chad Building and Alex Crosby, is brought to you by the Flask Cap. I got asked today by somebody that wants to buy a dozen Flask Caps. These things are awesome. The Tumbler, the quality, the caps, the Matic 6, the Matic 9, the fun button. Again, responsibility, obviously everything in moderation, but if you're going on a boat, or a private beach and there's no glass wanted, you can fill up your Matic 6 lid or your 9 lid with your favorite spirit. Obviously, we choose Jack Daniels. We have a little bit of Coke Zero or Coca-Cola Classic on ice in the tumbler. We're good. We got a little 2-liter or 1-liter bottle in our cooler on Crosby on the boat. We got our liquor in our lid for the day. Now, all of a sudden, you ain't got any glass out there. You're good. Everybody's happy with you unless you're wearing like some wet shoes into the boat and you don't know how to, you know, boat etiquette is like a bowling alley. You got to have etiquette, right? Got to. You got your Matic lid. Now you just hit that fun button. It dispenses a one ounce shot, a w- one shot into your mixer and ice in the bottom. You shake it up. You got your cocktail for the day. It was a party hit at Talladega. Huge hit. Uh, NWTF last year, we sold the fire out of them. We'll have them in our booth again at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention coming up February 15th through the 18th Gaylord Opry Center. Come check us out. Teamed up with our good friends from Louisiana, Honey Break, Drew, and the crew down there. Mr. Cahill won't be there. I found out. I love my I love me some David Cahill, but Drew Keith will be there. Come check us out at National Wild Turkey Federation. We're going to have some parties going on at the Nashville Palace, the scoreboard, the whiskey bent. We're going to be at Michael Waddell's little shindig. We're going to do some stuff with the Daryl Singletary tribute concert. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. For Alex Crosby, I'm Chad Belling. This has been another episode of Breaking It Down right here at This Life Ain't For Everybody. And thank you so much for the downloads, the subscriptions, the listening, and supporting all the partners that continuously support us here. Peace. Good morning.